You're listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast, where we discuss current events, social issues, religious trends, and noteworthy news from a biblical perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to the newest episode of the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Soker. This episode is being released on December 7th, 2023. And this week we're talking about the problem of inflation. Over the last couple of years, most of us in the United States have become acutely aware of just how much of a problem this is. Most workers say that their pay has not kept up with the rising prices of groceries and all other sorts of things. And this makes it difficult for everyone. Now, as Christians, how are we to handle this? Well, we're going to discuss that in our episode today. For links to the story we're talking about, as well as other related materials, check out the show notes for this episode at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 1207.23. And now for our story this week. Americans' paycheck puzzle. Almost two in three workers got a pay increase this year, but say they lost ground to inflation. From Bankrate. About two-thirds of employed Americans, 64%, received a pay increase at some point in the 12 months since October 2022, including 38% who say they got a pay raise, 16% who indicated they found a better-paying job, and 10% who noted they earned both, according to a new bank rate survey. That's up from 61% in the prior year's poll during an even stronger year for hiring. By this time last year, employers had already created almost twice as many jobs. But the strides Americans have been taking in the careers are getting overshadowed. More workers than last year, 60% in 2023 versus 55 in 2022, say their incomes haven't kept pace with increases in their household expenses because of inflation. Even among the workers who did get a raise or better paying job, more than half, 53%, say their earnings lost ground to inflation, up from 50% in 2022. So according to this survey, 60% of workers say they can't afford what they used to be able to afford because of inflation. And even those who got an increase in their pay, even they are still, a majority of them say that they can't afford what they used to be able to afford. And honestly, I'm surprised that number is not higher. I don't know of anyone who hasn't felt the effects of inflation in this economy that we're living in. It's definitely a problem here in the United States. And if you are living in another country, you might be experiencing something similar to this, or you may not be affected by this type of thing at all. But even if you're not, the points that we're talking about here today that we're going to discuss about what the scriptures say on how to handle all of this, that's going to help you even if you're not experiencing this same type of thing. Now, I do want to point out that the points we're discussing today are largely based upon an article I wrote back in 2009. The article was titled, How to Handle a Recession. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. And that was written during what has been called the Great Recession here in the United States. Now, our economy here is not technically in a recession now, but many believe that that's where we're headed. 
And the inflation that we're seeing certainly suggests that this could be coming. So as Christians, how do we deal with a recession or inflation or widespread economic hardship? Well, there are six points I want us to consider briefly today. Number one, we need to be content. Philippians 4, 11 and 12, Paul said, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means, and I also know how to live in prosperity. Being a Christian does not mean that God has promised us material prosperity in this life. Now, we might experience that, and Paul said that he did experience that type of prosperity. But we also might face poverty, and the Apostle Paul said in that passage he also experienced that as well. But he told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 and verse 8, If we have food and covering, with these we shall be content. But society tells us, you might have food, you might have covering, you might have shelter, you might have a car, you might have nice clothes, you might have a new iPhone, a smart TV, you might have the ability to order anything online and have it delivered to your door in two days, but that's not enough. You still can't be content. There is still more that you need to have and more that you're missing out on. Society tells us you cannot be content with what little you might have. Christians, with that perspective, Paul says, with food and covering, we should be content. We need to learn and practice contentment. Number two, we need to be thankful. Now, we talked about gratitude in our episode two weeks ago that's titled The Impact of Gratitude on Our Lives. There'll be a link to that in the show notes. But one of the passages that we talked about on this point was Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Paul said, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There are many things that we could be anxious about, especially if we're dealing with skyrocketing prices at the grocery store. And for me personally, buying for a family of seven, I know all about high prices at the grocery store. So there are all types of things that we might be anxious about, that we might worry about. Paul says we are not to be anxious, but we pray about those things. But in that verse, he said you do this with thanksgiving, recognizing all that God has blessed us with. Not focus on what we don't have, but focus on what we do have. And he says when we do this, that allows us to have peace in spite of the challenges that we might be facing. Number three, be generous. Galatians 6.10 says, So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. We need to be watchful for opportunities that might arise where we can help others. And during a difficult economic period, it's even more likely that we're going to know of others who find themselves in need of help. And... In those cases, we need to do what we can. Remember what James said over in James chapter 2, beginning in verse 15. If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed, and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? 
Even so, faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. If we have the ability to help others, we need to do so. But keep in mind what he talked about there. This is not about some random panhandler on the road asking for money that he can use to go buy drugs and alcohol. James says this is a brother or a sister. We know them, and we know that they're truly in need. We know that they're deserving of help, so we help them. Now, it doesn't mean that we never help people that we don't know, but in that context, he's specifically talking about you know these people. It's your brother or your sister. You know their situation. You know they're in need. You know that they are of a character that they're going to use this for their needs and not for something like drugs or alcohol or something destructive like that. Help those who are in need. We need to be generous to help those who are around us. And again, especially when economic uncertainty exists and there's difficulties and hardships and inflation and skyrocketing prices, people will need help. As we have opportunity, we need to try to do what we can. And then the fourth point is that we need to be hardworking. About a month ago on the podcast, we discussed the question, is it possible to end poverty? And I'll link to that episode in the show notes, but I also just recently posted an article by the same title that was based upon the outline for that episode, Is It Possible to End Poverty? That has just recently been posted on the Plain Bible Teaching website, so I'll link to the article as well as the podcast in the show notes. But one of the reasons, and again, as I mentioned there, it's not the only reason, but one of the reasons that poverty exists is because you have a lot of people who simply are lazy. And Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10, if anyone is not willing to work, then he is not to eat either. But that's not how we are supposed to be as Christians. We are not to be like those who are not willing to work. But in the verses leading up to that, 2 Thessalonians 3, 8 and 9, Paul said, nor do we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with labor and hardship, we kept working night and day so that we would not be a burden to any of you. Not because we did not have the right to this, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you so that you would follow our example. We should be trying to take care of ourselves as much as we are able to so that others do not need to help us. Now, of course, that's not always possible, but if we are able-bodied, we should be doing what we can to provide for ourselves so that others do not have to provide for us. But this is not just to provide for ourselves. We're also working so that we can be generous and help others, as we noticed in the previous point. Ephesians 4, verse 28 says, He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. We need to be hardworking at all times, but even more when our dollars don't go as far as they used to and we have people around us who could use our help because they are in economic distress. We need to be hardworking to take care of ourselves and also to help others. The fifth point, we need to be good stewards. A verse that we talked about recently on the podcast, Proverbs 27 verses 23 through 27, and I mentioned then that this is probably my favorite passage in the Bible that talks about the providence of God. But that passage says this, Know well the condition of your flocks and pay attention to your herds, 
For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the grass disappears, the new growth is seen, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in. The lambs will be for your clothing, and the goats will bring the price of a field. And there will be goat's milk enough for your food, for the food of your household, and sustenance for your maidens. Again, we talked about this recently. It was in the episode about if it's possible to end poverty. But that passage, what it emphasizes is exercising good stewardship. God in his providence has given us everything that we need in this life. And we can survive, as that passage says, a crown does not endure to all generations. Riches are not forever. We can survive political turmoil and economic uncertainty because of what God has provided. Now, in addition to that episode where I mentioned this this passage, there's an article that I wrote that is based on this passage that discusses in more detail. It's titled, Know Well the Condition of Your Flocks. That will be linked in the show notes if you want to check that out. But then the sixth and final point. What do we need to do if we are facing inflation, if we're facing a recession, or facing some type of economic distress? Be hopeful. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 19 through 21, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The riches that we work for in this life, they are uncertain and they are temporary. Now, they serve a useful purpose, as we've talked about. We can provide for ourselves, we can help others, but they are not the ultimate goal that we're striving for. As Christians, we have hope in heaven that we can be with the Lord in that place that he has prepared for us, and we must never lose sight of that fact. Paul said in Colossians 3, beginning in verse 1, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on the earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now, for more on each of these points, see that article that I talked about that these were based on because we go into more detail in that article. But the article was titled, How to Handle a Recession. But these points will help when we're not technically in a recession, but we're facing inflation or we're facing other difficulties in this life. It was written 14 years ago, but it's still just as relevant because it's what the Bible teaches. We're trying to find out what wisdom God has given us, what he has revealed to us. That is timeless. So check out that article if you want to read more on these points. But most people are feeling the strain of inflation, which makes it harder for them to buy food, to pay for housing, to stay out of debt, to save money, and on and on. And as Christians, we're not immune to this. We face this just as everyone else does. But we have the promises of God, and we have the guidance that is found in his word to help us through it. So we need to be content and be thankful for the blessings that we do have. We need to be generous to those who are truly in need and hardworking to provide for ourselves and also to have something to help others as well. We need to be good stewards so that we can take care of the limited resources that we have and not squander them. And then through all of this, we must never lose sight of the hope that we have in Christ. No matter what difficulties we face in this life, we have hope of eternal life 
in heaven. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. I hope you found this to be interesting, informative, and helpful. For links to the story we talked about and other related materials, several that were mentioned throughout the episode, check out the show notes at plainbibleteaching.com slash podcast slash 1207.23. If you have a moment to rate and review the podcast and share it with others that would be interested, that is always appreciated. And if you're listening to this, remember that we also upload video versions of the podcast to the Plain Bible Teaching YouTube channel. So if you prefer to watch this on video or to read along with the scriptures and the things like that, then that option is there for you. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel so you can see the other videos we post here from time to time. And if you see a news story or have some topic that you think would be good to cover here on the podcast, send that to me at andy at plainbibleteaching.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Plain Bible Teaching Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Also, be sure to sign up for the Plain Bible Teaching Weekly Newsletter. This free newsletter will be delivered to your inbox each Friday with articles, podcasts, videos, sermon outlines, and more. Visit plainbibleteaching.com to subscribe today.